this, uh, well, this headphone cable is not loving me. All right. Anyway, I, I can't complain. We're in our first podcast studio. We are. Since being on Leanne's show. Yeah, this is pretty incredible. We are at uh, the Laurel Hotel and Spa in uh, Auburn, Alabama, and they have a podcast studio on site. At the Heyday Market next door, yes. It's incredible. And we are here and they've been generous enough to let us use it for today's uh, podcast. So here we are. We are fancy. As you can see, if you're watching this on YouTube, I'm sporting my Auburn shirt. You are representing. Denise has actually gone out and rushed a sorority. I did. Phi Delta Grandma. Uh huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's more like Phi Delta midlife, midlifer, empty That's nester. That's not a Greek word. That doesn't <sighs> rhyme with Greek words. Phi Delta Grandma. Okay, Phi Delta Grandma. Yeah. See, I'm not gamma. really a grandma though. You see Gamma, and then I did Grandma. Oh, Gamma. See what I did there? Oh, Phi Delta Gamma. Phi Delta Gamma, which I'm not. I don't think that's an actual sorority. Oh my gosh, that's you. Okay, got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like what it. I did there. It took a minute. It took a minute for me. I just yeah, Grandma. Okay, not a grandma, but yeah. What do you think they'll ask? How will they haze me? Because I'm so old, I could hurt myself. They're like, afraid you're going to break a hip for yeah. sure. So you think like, what do you think they'll have me do? You I don't know, know, you know the hazing culture. I think Ice Bucket Challenge is probably out. They're going to be afraid you're going to get shingles or something. <laughs> Check the mic and make sure it sounds right, boys. Hey, listeners. Ever wonder what it would be like to blow up your comfort zone at the tender age of 50? Well, we did just that. When our last kid went off to college, we hit the road in search of a new hometown. Now we bounce from city to city and bring you along for the ride. This is the Skip Town All-Stars podcast. Welcome back, All-Stars, to another exciting episode. We are psyched to be coming to you from the Heyday Market studio podcast booth Uh here in downtown Auburn, Alabama. You did good, girl. I'm so excited. Thank you. I hooked us up, didn't I? You really did. We look real professional right now. We do. It's been an amazing four days here in Auburn, Alabama, and we have a ton, a ton of things to tell you about. And uh, I think we should just like jump right into it. Let's go. There's so much to cover. I can't wait. Auburn was beautiful and the people there were even better. Here are a few highlights from the three Ask a Local segments we'll be dropping on YouTube in the coming days. What's up? Feeling a little bit of an imposter syndrome today. My wife and I were lucky enough to get this room, the presidential suite at the hotel at Auburn University. They also have this killer pantry. This is amazing. No, I always joke that you'll never go hungry here. There's like four presentations a day, snacks. (laughs) It's your new office. Wow, look at this. Holy cow. This is incredible. Okay, first off, thank you for rolling out the red carpet for us. Really, you and your staff and all the students who are a part of the program there have been so gracious, so nice, so kind. So there is a day in October called Hay Day where everyone on campus wears a name tag so everyone can talk to each other and know each other. I discovered what you're seeing is the warmth and real uh, true Southern charm that this place has. it's, It's a great place for it was a great place to raise our boys. I'm Amy Cotney. I've owned property in Auburn since 2004, and I've lived in Auburn since 2010 full-time. You brought uh, a spotlight to Auburn to millions of people. I mean, there has to be some truth to that. Whether I, I, don't, I don't know. See, you won't ever see me out on social media going, under contract or just sold. Right. I like to show the town. And if I'm, if I'm like selling something that I love, 
then I don't even have to say I'm selling it. You know what I'm saying? Denise is about to get on a horse. Oh, that was easy. For an outsider, what would you tell them about Auburn? It is just a big family. Everyone is so kind to one another and is the most wonderful place to live. I have a question for you. Do you know what a pony is? It's a smaller breed of horse. <laughs> yeah, I grew up in Ohio, honey. I thought it was just a baby horse. No. I can't be an expert on anything unless she hears the facts from someone else. Yep. <laughs> That's the nature of our relationship. <laughs> oh my gosh, I cannot believe how fast these kids are going. I'm so what's up with this lake I keep hearing about? Oh, Lake Martin is beautiful. How far is it from here? About 45 minutes. Okay. Yeah. So how far is your part? Atlanta is an hour and a half from here. And you can fly anywhere around the world from yeah. Atlanta. Yeah. But I mean, it's, it's a far drive, but I mean, the interstate's like a mile and a half down the road and the airport is on the interstate. It's the easiest hour and a half ever. I'm excited about us getting a Target downtown. That's a big deal. So <laughs> Target down, uh, downtown here about. in Auburn? Yeah. We are like the fastest growing um, metro city, the top 20 in Forbes. But I think there's still that quintessential Southern charm that comes from tradition and families that have been here for generations that um, have kept things going. And things like Tumor's Drug School, where you went yeah. and have the lemonade. Lemonade. Um, you know, that's been around for 100 plus years, right? Yeah. Those traditions are deep within the, they call it the Auburn family. Uh, it's almost like, I wish our country had as much love for our, everybody had as much love for our country as right. they do for Auburn. Okay, so Auburn was on the, the map mm -hmm. for you. Uh, I I knew about it from a sports perspective. I obviously know Auburn sports. They play in the SEC, football, basketball, whatever. I knew nothing about the city. So tell me how this all came about. Well, it's always, it's come up on, on lists. You know, like when we pick a city that we're interested in, we do a little research. I mean, we just don't sure. haphazardly pick a place. And Auburn came up on a few lists for us throughout the years, even before we decided to uh, do this adventure. For us? Yes. <laughs> Okay. Who are we doing the adventure Meaning for? for you? Who are we doing the adventure for? No, I know we're doing it for us. It was never, I mean, I didn't think of it on my list. Oh my gosh. It never, it never came well, up. Well, I don't read list. Southern Living Magazine. Like, shocker, I know. That's really no. surprising. But, but it's, oh, it seems to always pop up on a, it could be a Yahoo travel list, like 10 best places. Auburn is always. I never the, saw it. Oh, okay. Well, I guess it's just me. So I saw it's Auburn. It's clearly not. You're right. It clearly is not because it is uh, quite the place and a lot of people know about Auburn. Except for you. I guess. I guess I'm late <laughs> to the game. So when Auburn, um, when we decided, okay, me, when I decided that we we're going to come to Auburn, uh, I started researching uh, places to stay like we always do. And mm -hmm. normally if we stay in a place for more than a couple of days, I like to stay at, at a place that's usually owned by a local. I, I want I want that local experience. So I I came across the Laurel, which is on the Auburn University property. And their whole concept of how they run their hotel is very cool. And we're gonna get into that. But where we ended up staying was their brother or sister hotel, however yeah. they say it in the hospitality world, which is the hotel 
at Auburn University and um, spoke with a gentleman named Todd. He is actually the marketing director. Yep, director and of marketing, yep. I told him a little bit about our visit here and he was so excited to have us come and visit yeah. that uh, he and his staff have rolled out the red carpet for us and have given us truly the Auburn experience. But I'm a little disappointed. I'm not going to lie because I thought they did it just for us. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, they're nice to all the guests, honey. I found out <laughs> yeah. that the treatment we got, everyone gets they, that here. They extend it to everybody, which yeah. we would eventually figure out was the Auburn way of doing things. Yeah, it's pretty incredible. So, uh, So we've been here for quite a few days. We have bounced from different hotels to get a feel of uh, of their property because it's massive and they have more than one hotel here. But um, it's it's been nothing short of homey, Southern, uh, luxurious. I, I'm really at a loss for words because it, yeah. it's unbelievable. It is. So from the minute we rolled up to the valet, mm -hmm. we uh, quickly discovered that everybody working in the hotel, everybody greeting us in any way, shape, or form was a student at the campus. Yes. It's a program that they have here where uh, they have obviously a hospitality uh, degree. You can, you know, you can come here and study hospitality. Yeah, I think but it's called the Schultz, something like that. The Schultz School of Hospitality. I guess they have them. I didn't realize. I thought you always had to go to like a hospitality school or a culinary school or whatever. But according to Todd, uh -huh. uh, Michigan State has one. Cornell, Cornell has there, one. There are yeah. other colleges. But theirs uh, here at Auburn University has really made its mark. Oh, it's unbelievable. So neither one of us being hospitality majors, we're learning so much. I thought if you wanted to learn how to be a chef, you go to culinary school. Right. Well, this university, and I don't know about others that, that have hospitality uh, degrees, but this university, they have food labs here. They have kitchens here. So the students that are working at the Laurel and the University of Hotel are getting their degree while learning how to run a five-star establishment. Yeah. I mean, it's incredible. And so uh, we went to check in and we quickly found out uh, that according to Todd, the only room available for us that night was what? The presidential suites. <laughs> it was insane. I mean- Lucky us. I couldn't believe it. It was uh, It was probably, what would you say, 1,500 square feet? At least, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, just beautiful. Uh, for anyone that follows us on our social media, uh, our Instagram, TikTok, even Facebook, I will definitely be posting uh, photos and videos. And I've been doing it already as we've been staying here. Mm -hmm. And what was for you the best part of the presidential experience? The best part of the presidential experience for me was having my own bathroom, not having to step on the cord of your curling iron <laughs> at 4 a.m. when I have to use the facilities. Uh, and also, I loved that the couches were so long, I could sprawl out and watch the Lakers lose. Uh, actually, you know, now that I think about it, no. The best part was the pantry right across the hallway. <laughs> you stole it. You, <laughs> so he said couches with an S because there were two. And they were L-shaped couches that could fit seven people, eight people each. And each, yeah. yeah, we have two, we had two of them. Mm -hmm. But the beauty of this is that when you walk outside of your suite and across the hall is a kitchen area that is just yeah. full of snacks. Like it was homemade muffins. And I say homemade because 
Those students are in baking the hotel them baking yeah. them downstairs. There were yogurts and fruit and candies. It was so wonderful. It was so great. We actually had dinner downstairs because we got in so late. Uh, at Arici, Aricia? Yeah, Aricia. I've been saying it wrong. And I think I got it right, Aricia. And uh, it's an Italian place inside the hotel, homemade pasta. I know. That was your favorite part. You it was had, delicious. You, had, you don't even like fusilli. I don't, but I ate every single one because <laughs> I couldn't. The plate was clean, yeah. literally clean. It was so delicious. It's all I've been thinking about since we've been here is I want to go back and have that dish again because homemade pasta is so good. And the drinks were fantastic. Our server, our waitress, uh, Megan, was really great. Uh, she was the first of what would end up being many veterinary students that we yes. met here in Auburn. Yes. And a lot of them are, you know, they're, they're, I don't know. I want to say big game, but it's not big game. Oh, it's like they go big, for the larger animals, like animals. horses yeah. and cows and all that. And so, uh, also a really immersive program of study here at Auburn University. We've but, met quite a few yeah. uh, kids who are uh, studying to be veterinarians yeah. and are working on ranches. And uh, it, that's very cool. Yeah. But Megan steered us through every single thing on the menu. We chose whatever she told us to get. <laughs> we and did. We left delighted. It was a fantastic night. Yeah. Uh, next morning, we woke up and we had a really busy day planned. We did. So we did something that um, I can honestly say I've never done. I thought I had been horseback riding. <laughs> And I found out I wasn't on a horse. You were not. I was on a pony. Yep. Uh -huh. This whole time being my, a city person, my entire life, you know what I thought a pony was? It's just a baby horse. Like right. a baby, like yeah, a toddler. Was, uh, yeah. yeah. It's like a pony. It's was not a, a colt. It's not a filly or just, a yearling. If you want to be unisex, I know that's fancy nowadays. Uh, so I just learned these terms. Yeah. I said to her, I go, what's a baby horse then if it's not a pony? And she goes... Oh, it's a yearling. It's a colt. And then she named something else. What was it? The filly. A filly. Yeah. yeah. And right, I was but like- wait, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Let's talk about <laughs> the actual place. Uh, okay. So so since we were going to be in this area and I knew there were going to be farms around, uh -huh. when you told me we were coming to Auburn, Alabama, I thought it would be funny to uh -huh. see you on the back of a horse. And uh, since you're such a city girl, I thought it would be a great adventure for you. You've taken me on things that were out of my comfort zone. Yeah, for sure. It was my turn. So I booked us a day at Silver Lining, Silver Lining Ranch. Equestrian Center. Equestrian Center, yes. yes. Silver Lining Equestrian Center with Stephanie, the owner there. And when we arrived, you were greeted by Hannah, one of their trainers. Yep. And tell us about what happened from there. I got out of the car and I looked so cute. I had this cute little white uh, V-neck t-shirt on, my cute jeans, and a dog who had just been running all over the field jumped right on me and put his pretty paw prints right on the front of in my white, white V-neck. It was awesome. So yeah, so that was a greeting into the equestrian center, which was fantastic. Welcome to the country. Yeah, he was happy to see me clearly. He was. He was. <laughs> and, uh, and Hannah was wonderful. Oh gosh, so informative. She's been riding for 13 years and um she was my trainer for the for the time that we were there. Yeah. And um she introduced you to your horse. Yep, Dakota. Now, I thought 
okay, I thought it was going on a small horse. I'm not going to lie. And, and then I also thought that she was just going to get my horse out, strap him up, and I was going to ride. No, that was not what happened at all. She brought Dakota out. Mm-hmm. She had me spend a little time with him, petting him. She had me walk him into the barn. Yep. And then she had me brush him and give him some love. Like three different types of brushes. Yes. It was not just one brush. Like she explained each brush to me, Mm -hmm. um, how they felt on his his body, um, what one did versus the other. Right. And as I'm on the the third brush, like the third type of brush, he was falling asleep. He was. We were, <laughs> as I was standing there talking to Hannah, I was at the front of the horse. Denise was on the other side and we looked and his eyes just closed like he was in total <laughs> ecstasy at whatever you were doing. Now, he was an older horse. He's 16 years old. Yeah. 25. He's 25? Oh, yeah. He's 25. I don't think that's right. No. I'm telling you with 100% certainty because I asked her how long they live. This is when you have to listen. This is when you have to listen. She said he'll live to be about 20 and he was 16 years old. He was not. They live to be 30 and he was 25. Okay. And she said she knows a horse who's... No, he was 24 because I thought to myself, he still has six years. I had six years in my head. And she said, no, they can live to be 34, mostly till 30. She knew of one that lived to 38. I remember that. Your numbers are so bad. No, she said 35. This is one who botches every (laughs) statistical reference we ever give on this show. Okay, go on. It's your story. Go ahead, babe. Sorry. He was an old guy and he was very sweet, like most old men. (laughs) (laughs) Most old men are sweet? Really? You would say that? I I come across nice old men. Okay. And you come across what other kinds of old men? Oh, cranky old men. And what other kinds of dirty, dirty old, old men. men. Yes, yeah. dirty yeah. old men too. But uh, no, Dakota was a sweet boy. So tell us the rest. You got the saddle. Okay, you got so she's put the saddle on. And the first thing I thought was, because he's so tall and clearly I've never ridden a horse. How am I going to get on him? Like I saw the, um, what's that thing you call that you put your foot in? That Stirrup. Thing? Yeah, I saw the stirrup. <laughs> Spoken like a city girl. And I thought- I'm never going to be able, even though I do yoga, I'm never going to get my foot up there. And then I come to find out they actually have step a stepper where they bring the horse over to the stepper mm. and you, yeah. So I was very happy when so she told me that. So you do yoga and you were afraid you couldn't get your foot that high? Yeah, that was pretty high. Like she even said, she's like, oh, she's like, you have to be pretty limber to get up there. So it gets tough. Are you tough. really going to yoga? I, I, I really have not been for a no. while. So All anyway. Right. Proceed. Okay, so um, so I got on the horse and basically what she did is she walked him around the is it corral? The arena, arena. she called it. Okay, yeah. the arena. So she walked him around the arena and, you know, we. she had me do some maneuvers where if I pulled left on the rein, he would turn if I pulled right on the rein. And then she wanted to run with him and I really didn't want her to run with him, but mm-hmm. she said I would enjoy it. And she ran with him maybe 20 feet and I almost peed my pants <laughs> <laughs> and it was only 20 feet and she was such a good sport. She didn't do it more than that. Uh, and I, I felt like it was plenty. It was a really fun experience. I got to talk a lot to Hannah because, well, I'm a talker. You are. And I ask a lot of questions. I asked her, I said, are horses as smart as other animals? You know, you hear how smart a dog is. People are oh, my dog is brilliant, went to Harvard, you know, <laughs> bullshit like that. Uh, and she said, uh, she said, you know, you get some horses that have like four brain cells, but you get other horses who are very smart. She said, Dakota 
generally generally will know right out of the gate if you are an experienced writer or a beginner. She goes, because if you're an experienced writer, he's going to treat you a little different. She's like, and so, you know, he knew you were a legitimate beginner. So he behaved accordingly. And then I asked her, like dogs, dogs know a good person and not a good person. Dogs have a sense of somebody's character. Yeah. Yes. That's how that's. And so I asked her to horses and she said, absolutely. And I said, how do you, how can you tell? And she said, oh, by their face. And I said, so if someone comes in to do a training with you, what does their face tell you? Like, how do you, how do you read it? She goes, they grind their teeth. She said, and they will stomp their feet. And I was like, did he stomp his feet when he was with me? I think I saw a stomp or two. That was, no, she was a horse fly. (laughs) Cause I said to her, why is he doing that with his feet? And she goes, oh, the horse flies are bothering him. And this was before I asked her. So yes, I learned that. I learned that horses know if you are not a nice person. And while you were on the horse out in the arena, uh, it gave me the opportunity to talk to Emma and I believe Emily, I think her name was Emily, who came riding up on this huge ass horse named Clifford, who looked like the big red dog. Uh, (laughs) And so uh, He did. He was a big red horse. But everybody I talked to at the ranch, and mind you, this is like kind of our first morning here. It was. Everybody at the hotel is going to be nice. It's their job, right? Whether they like you or don't like you or whether they're put off by you, they're going to smile pleasantly and open doors and say hello. They're getting paid to do that. Hello, Mr. and Mrs. Gordon. How are you today? And all that stuff. When you're out in the community, they're not required to do that. They could just be quiet or walk away or whatever. Everybody at that everybody at Silver Linings came over to talk to us at some point or another. And my big takeaway after talking with each of them, like uh, we're talking a lot of girls in like the 20 to 30 year old range. Uh-huh. Uh, every single one of them said, I'm so happy I'm in Auburn and I moved my horse here. And when I graduate or I have graduated or wherever, wherever they were in their sort of educational level, uh, all of them intended to stay in this area. So in fact, the only one who was moving was your trainer, Hannah. And that's just because her husband is in the military. And so he's been reassigned. She's moving to Savannah, Georgia, which is, you know, uh, not a bad fate at all (laughs) if you've listened to any of our shows. But uh, I thought it was pretty telling. Not a single person there was like, yeah, you know, it's been fine, but I'm really looking forward to getting back to Maryland or Pennsylvania or wherever it was they came from. Not one person said that. The overlying, the overlying theme of that visit was everyone that worked there loved Auburn. And they, what was the one thing every person you asked said when you, when you asked them, why Auburn? What did they say to you? Family. Auburn is one big family. Everyone is nice. That is, yes. Yeah. And and even the owner wasn't from originally Auburn. I don't, did you meet anybody that was originally from Auburn? Because I did not. I don't not. think we did that day. No. no. And everybody said, uh, you know, they told us where they were from. And when I asked why Auburn, it was what James said. Family, everyone makes you feel like family. And the woman who owned the um, equestrian center said the same thing. She said, I love Auburn. She said, I've been to several cities. I mean, she travels because she does shows. And she said, just, it's different here. Everyone. Uh, There's a real sense of community. Real. That's it. 
Yeah. yeah. A real sense of community. Uh, it was beautiful to hear because it wasn't, we, I think we, we really interacted with five people and it wasn't one person that said that it was five people that said that it yeah. was, it was just, it was unprompted. It was, we have not experienced that in our travels. That's true. We have not. Yeah. I mean, everybody in Savannah was, uh, loved Savannah for sure. They were kind of uh, there. It's, it's very strange. friendly. They were very friendly, but the, then there was an also indifference. Like, if you don't like it here, fine, go on your merry way. Whereas everybody in Auburn was like, "No, you should. It, it's worth a look. You, we love, we love it here, and we think you'll love it here too. And we would love you if you loved it and came here." Oh, so that really, I, I've heard that more than once. We would love you because we would love what you, what you just said. I can't even repeat it, but like, yeah. we would love for you to love Al, Auburn. We would love for you. What? How did you just say that? I don't even know how you just said that. It was like so perfect. We would love for you to love Auburn and stay. They weren't like, okay, bye-bye. You're ruining our small town. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, uh, almost every person we interacted with these past four days has has said, uh, you're not going to want to leave here. Yeah. And to some degree, that's true. So let's get into more of the reasons why. Uh, So- you had your successful writing lesson. It was really fun. You didn't get bucked off into the mud. I did not. You didn't step in any poop. I did not. I, I, there were piles everywhere and I there I, were. I very cautiously avoided them. Yeah, they're pretty easy to find. I mean- They're like bombs. Yeah. They're huge. <laughs> so anyway, that was the funniest part. I actually was pretty surprised I didn't step into one because, you know, rewinding to like one of the first dates I ever had with Denise- uh, we pulled off and parked somewhere in like Beverly Hills or something like that. Did you step and in dog poop? Remember I stepped in dog poop on one of our first dates? That sounds about right, but I don't remember. Yeah. It was super embarrassing because I was super cool. I had a great pair of sneakers on that day. Hmm. I was looking good. I was feeling pretty good about my chances But you don't watch you. where you walk ever, ever. Even it's just people in LA don't pick up after their dogs. But you don't watch where you walk. That's also true. Okay. Yeah. That's why I don't like alligators. I can't live in a place with alligators. Because I don't watch where I walk. You will walk right up on one. I almost did golfing a few weeks back. Yeah. Can you digress? Let's go back. I do. Okay. So anyway, uh, you didn't step in any poop. Did you? Uh, I did not. No. I was good. Were you looking down? I was actually. I didn't want to step in poop and fall. Uh, I didn't want to walk into our nice hotel with poop on my shoes. Oh, that was thoughtful. It was. Yeah, I know. Uh, Anyway, so uh, we had way more stuff planned that day. Uh, You set up an interview with somebody I had uh, maybe seen once or twice on social media in the past several years, but it was like a blockbuster interview. Tell us what happened. Okay. So- um, three weeks into our travels from Los Angeles in August of 2022, my friend Aaron sent me a TikTok of a woman who sells real estate in Auburn, Alabama. And Aaron's, you know, message to me, her DM was, "Hey, I don't know if Auburn's ever going to come up on your list, or if you're ever going to visit Alabama, but she sells real estate. She's really funny. You should check her out." Yeah. Her name is Amy Barton Cotney. And she's funny as heck. And her husband and her do these great TikToks. They uh, they do dancing TikToks. They she does informational TikToks about real estate. But um, so I started following her, not knowing if Alabama was going to be a place that we visit. I knew that it could be a possibility, but we had so many other cities on our list. But I thought, oh, she's hysterical. I'm I'm gonna definitely keep following her. 
Well, what ended up happening is that when we decided to come to Auburn and I've been following her since August, I thought, well, I'll reach out to her and see if she'd be interested in talking about real estate in Auburn because, uh, she really knows it. So if you go to her social media, uh, which is, she has a couple of different accounts, uh, sweet home, Auburn, Alabama is, uh, is one of them. Uh, but if you go to her TikTok, you'll see that, uh, she's super informative and like Savannah, Georgia, I wanted somebody who knew the landscape really well. Yeah. So I reached out to her, you know, she seems so busy. I honestly didn't expect to have anything happen. I just didn't. Mm, yeah. She responded right away. She, her son is getting married. She's obviously busy selling real estate. She has a super successful social media platform. I think she's got 1.6 million followers Ugh. on TikTok. It's crazy. She's got 900 and she's got 99,000 followers on Instagram. She's got a great YouTube channel. So this woman's, this woman's pretty busy. Um, but she responded. And, uh, said, I would love to talk to you about Auburn, be on the podcast mm -hmm. and do an interview. So, oh my gosh, talk about Southern hospitality. Doesn't know us at all. Nope. I sent her like my, I sent her our, you know, Instagram page, a link of our YouTube, but mm -hmm. this is a busy woman. Not sure she even had a chance to look at it and invites us into her living room to do the interview because, um, you know, I mean, I told her we kind of needed a quiet place. I thought maybe we can go to her office or maybe we could even do it at our hotel in one of the conference rooms if she wanted. No, she opened up her house to us, which yeah. was so sweet. All the videos I saw on TikTok were in her house, came back, like rushing back to me. The iconic refrigerator. Uh, she does a lot of TikTok, um, TikToks in front of her refrigerator, which is super cute. Uh, we talked about all things real estate in Auburn. I got to ask her so many questions about when it exploded. Yeah. Uh, we talked about how people feel about Auburn exploding property on the lake, because I've heard on her posts about Lake Martin and, you know, in our quest to find a home, uh, it'd be so nice if we could live near water. It's not like a must. It's not in our top five, but boy, would it be beneficial. Yeah. And here's a clip with some of Amy's answers to our questions. Okay, so the, well, the past year, in the past, uh, I'm gonna say the past year, everybody wants a condo downtown. We have a circle. And so if you're inside the loo, that's what we oh. call it, it's like where you can It's either, happening. Yes, like I'm inside the loop right here. Okay. So, you know, I could, you know, bike to town if I wanted to and all that kind of stuff. But so if you're inside the loop, but if you're down where you can walk, that's the key right now. So last week a condo went on the market at 8 a.m. Is this something that y'all want to hear about? Yeah. yeah okay. That's, that's what we're here. Am that's I boring you with my real estate? Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> yes. It's a two-two. Two, two bedrooms, two baths. Yes. Uh, yes. Yes. Sorry for the slang. Okay. Um, I do it too. I do it too. Yeah. Two, and it's not. I don't know. I would have think two thousand eight. It was about nine hundred square feet tops. I said it's tiny. Okay. Tell me how much this went for. Five ninety nine, and we went in full cash. Um, nothing, like nothing. We didn't ask for nothing. We didn't get it. And us, and we only had until news. Wow. It's investors. I mean, it's cash investors. Today, one popped up and it was a 2-2, um, close to campus, actually right on Glen. Not as close as this one for 375 and we put an offer in, like within 
Because if you're living in Atlanta and you are so restricted on where you can go and what you can do, and you have the money and you can buy a lake house yeah. and be outside on the lake and you can afford a boat, well, then I And that's that. what happened. Okay. And that's still happening. That's just some of our Ask a Local segment with Amy. So make sure you check out her full interview that will be dropping on YouTube later this week. She was exactly how everybody has been telling us Auburn people are. She was so nice. She really was. The one thing that she told us, which was a little sad to hear, was that you just can't buy property in Auburn anymore. There aren't acres. So if you're looking for a house with acres, it's going to be tough. It's not that place like it used to be. And we did see that with our own two eyes. A lot of the houses are being built closer together. Um, They're just packing it in. But something else that she told us that was surprising to me was um, that retirees are coming to Auburn and they're buying condos downtown. I, I, yeah. I just that is not something I would have anticipated. They do have, she said, a couple of 55 and over living areas people can move to, but retirees that um used to live in Auburn then left to go work somewhere else, retired are coming back to Auburn and they're buying condos because they want to be able to just walk in yeah. downtown Auburn. I would never anticipate that, did you? Uh, I, I, I mean, I guess it makes sense that, you know, people want to, you would think for people who'd want a walkable city, they would find a bigger city to go to, to rent an apartment in the downtown area and have yeah, because the, the downtown, dry cleaner and the, you know, yeah, the restaurants downtown Auburn and everything. isn't more than just a couple city blocks. Yeah. It's really small. Downtown. It is small. Yeah. yeah. Um, but and, you know, I think if you were from here and then you lived somewhere else yeah, coming back, you know what you're getting into. Absolutely. And the biggest thing, I am walking around everywhere, like this place is safe. Very. There's no, like for an older person to live here. Yes. It's, there's no question you're safe with the community feel and everything. If somebody needs to hold a door for you, they're going to hold a door for you. They're going to help you across the street. I don't know if people do that anymore or need that anymore, but it seems like a a bygone thing. But Did you see one homeless person? I have not seen a homeless no, person I here. Mean, no, not a single one. It's so weird. Where are they? Yeah, I don't know. Somebody in the community is taking care of that somehow. Yep, they and are. I would not say there's an overwhelming police presence here. Nope. I, I mean, I've seen the campus cops and then I've seen regular cops in the surrounding areas and everything. Uh, most of them are just camped out like near the school zones, making sure everybody's going the appropriate speed when kids are getting picked up from school. Uh, it's, it's weird. There's not like this authoritarian <laughs> presence. I mean, we're in this 
heyday market food hall. And I leave my purse on the chair to go order pizza. And then I look and I, and I grab it and then I go and get my pizza. And I know like if anybody <laughs> looked at me, they thought psycho. The what, pizza like, guy was like, lady, nobody's going to touch yeah, your purse. Nobody's like, who is a psycho woman? You know? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm sure they have their crime and I'm sure they have, you know, in the surrounding areas. I don't know. They have the- uh, Amy really did speak fondly of how there is very little crime in Auburn. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, really just, I don't know. Amy, Amy discussed how there was very little crime in Auburn. So I don't know. I don't know if you're going to find it. You can, you go pull up those stats. Let's see. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I guess I'll have to dig into that, but <laughs> even, uh, whether you're in a top shelf community or whether you're in just sort of like, you could tell the working class communities uh-huh. around here. Um, you know, it's I just leave super mellow. Unlocked. I, I think it's probably a situation where if you did leave your car unlocked one night, you're probably gonna be all right. So Amy was really gracious with her time. We cannot thank her enough. Uh, I was listening to some of her videos on the way into Auburn and I became just as excited as you to go visit with her. And I can't wait for everyone to see that Ask a Local episode. We'll keep you posted on when that's about to drop. Yeah, that was really great. Yeah. So moving ahead then, uh, everybody at that point that we had come into contact with was kind of upset with us that we had not tried Tumor's Corner Lemonade <laughs> at that point. Okay. So we sat down with Amy. She's like, have you been to Tumor's? We got here to the hotel. They're like, you got to go to Tumor's. Yeah. And um, I was like, okay, I wasn't even thirsty. But when I left Amy's, I said, we have to go to Tumor's. If I, if one, I just have to have it because I cannot ask, have one more person ask me if I've been to Tumor's and me say no, because then I'm starting to look like a jerk. Right. So we went to Tumor's. Yep. I had my lemonade and I walked into a restaurant with my lemonade because yeah. I was actually hungry. Yeah. And um, and I said to them, I'm so sorry, I just bought this. And they're like, they, everyone's like, oh no, you have to have a Tumor's lemonade. Yeah. We're going to seat you and you're going to drink that lemonade can and you're you going to enjoy your meal. Can you imagine trying to walk into a restaurant in LA with some, you know. <laughs> no. Like they'd be like, I'm sorry, there's no outside food, food or drink allowed here, ma'am. Yeah, no. Even if I walked into a, yeah. a, a pizza place off the sidewalk, they'd be like, you, gotta, you can't eat that here. Do you yeah. remember like when the pizza place would be near Chipotle, but they wouldn't let you yeah. sit? They would tell you, go eat a Chipotle. Yeah, you got to Our- go sit at that table over I'd there. I'd like, no, my kids got Chipotle because they didn't want pizza. I'm I'm sitting here and yeah. then I'm and I angry your pizza. Yeah. that I'm while I'm eating my pizza, this Yahoo just said this to me and now I want to go fight him yep. <laughs> and I can't even enjoy my food. No, that not, no. The, not the case in Auburn, Alabama. No. And so we went to a local staple, a local favorite called The Hound. Yes. Uh, it's, uh, you know, a, a bar and grill of sorts. Is it a grill? It's- I think it's just a bar restaurant. Yeah. Bar restaurant. And uh, the food was pretty good there. Yeah. I had a burger and I haven't had a burger in a really, really long time. It was a double patty burger with homemade pickles. It was delicious. Yep. And I had a sort of barbecue drizzled meatloaf. I was not (laughs) really like, I'm not really a meatloaf person. But when I saw it on the menu, I was like, you know what? I could get you. uh, You had already announced you were getting a burger and I thought I was going to be getting the bison burger. But then I was like, oh. I can't get the same thing that she's getting. I didn't get bison though. No, I just, you didn't. You got the smash burger. Yeah. And it was, it, you gave me a bite. It was delicious. I'm not going to lie. But uh, so I ended up getting the meatloaf. I, uh, you know, I did, we were starving at that point. We, we were. had done two interviews. You'd done a horseback riding lesson. I know. We hadn't had any food since breakfast. No, I didn't eat at all. You had I, that muffin. You had the, you had the home baked muffin at the hotel that morning. 
Oh yeah, because I I texted I think one of the kids and I said I can't talk right now. I'm not in a good place. I haven't eaten and I wrote all day and it was five yeah. o'clock. Yeah, so we were starving. <laughs> uh, I wanted something hearty and then we uh, finished our dinner. Our waitress was really sweet as she well. She was yeah, and, a graduate from Auburn, like everybody here. Yep, a huge fan of this the city. I love that the kids stay. That tells you something about the place yeah. when the kids are staying after graduation. Yeah. And uh, it was time for us to go back to the hotel, except Todd had an, a, an even bigger surprise for us oh. than the presidential suite. Tell okay. us. This was incredible. So when I originally had talked to Todd about coming to Auburn and staying here, I really wanted to stay at their sister hotel. I don't know if you call it sister brother. I don't know what the terminology you is said, in hospitality. The Laurel. You yeah, wanted to stay at the Laurel. I wanted to stay at the Laurel. Well, the Laurel just, they were booked and- um, Big golf tournament in town. Yes. And so he said to me, if I can work it out, we'll have you stay at the Laurel one of the nights you're here. (laughs) Well, it ended up being the second night we were here. And at that point, I got to be honest, I was having such a wonderful time at the university hotel. I kind of didn't want to leave. And that was my original plan. I wanted to come to the Laurel, mm-hmm. but I just didn't want to move. <laughs> yeah, you don't like moving hotels. It's not. a real thing for you. I really do. Can I just tell you what they did for us? This was so crazy. They had someone come up and take all of our bags. So we travel with our podcast equipment, which means we have probably five working bags, five bags that are just work. Then we have our luggage, right? So to move is not easy. We're talking... 10 pieces of luggage, honestly, or eight, somewhere around there. Yeah. Depending on how much we personally bring ourselves. Yeah. For two people, we have a lot of baggage. Yeah. So, uh, but what they did for us was they took all of our stuff from the university hotel and brought it to the Laurel, then set up all of those luggage racks. So when we walked into the Laurel, all of our luggage was placed yeah, on Two people, racks. five luggage racks. And when we walked into the Laurel, again... I thought it was just me, but we had our own personal concierge who greets you at valet yeah. and he takes you through the whole hotel. He takes you to the lobby, which is on the sixth floor. Mm-hmm. They greet you with champagne. They explain to you there are four different food services throughout the day. Food yeah. displays. I don't know what the proper, am I using the proper word? Presentations. Yep. Presentations, yeah. They're so fancy, I don't even know their words. So there are- There's a breakfast pr- presentation. There is a- A lunch. There is lunch. They don't put out a buffet style thing for lunch, but you can go up there and you can ask for whatever yes. you want that's on the menu from the kitchen. Yep. And then they have a dinner presentation and then a dessert presentation at night after 7.30 p.m. And what that means is you go up to their library, which is also their check-in. It's on the sixth floor and there's- a beautiful setup for food. And I'm going to, I'm going to share this with all of you because I took plenty of video and plenty of photos and that's where they have the food presentations that is included with your your nightly rate, your nightly rate. I thought it was just for us. (laughs) You did. (laughs) thought it was just for us. Yeah. So then our concierge was this adorable kid named Kevin who I really want to set up with one of my girls. Yeah. Uh, you talked to him a little too long. You, you, he was so cute. I wanted to ask him for his number because I'm sure Mia or Ellie would love to hang with him. Absolutely. Uh, Parker's a little too old, but he was so cute. He looked like an Abercrombie and Fitch model. Like he was just nice and good looking. He like, was a nice boy. Look, I'm not in that area right now where I'm 
you know, I'm still in that area, I should say, where I'm not really enthused about my daughter's dating in general. Whatever. He was uh, great- they have careers they need to focus on. They have they have their college studies and they just don't need that kind of thing. I will say, however, though, that if the girls were to bring home a boy like Kevin at some point, uh, I would feel pretty good about <laughs> the type of man they're choosing to be in their life. Yes. He was a he was a nice guy. He was a really good guy. University college student, mm-hmm. uh, just very well spoken, like young. I mean, he was like what nineteen. I was just like at nineteen. I could not formulate a complete sentence. I still can't at 54. And ho- this kid was so articulate. I at was 19, like, oh. I was high. So. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, thankfully, we didn't get you as our concierge. Okay? I would not have been the guy that you were trying to fix up your daughter at the age of 19. I no. promise you. So anyway, so Kevin took us um, all around the hotel. The rooftop deck is a sight to be seen. There are two bars up there. The pool is phenomenal. It overlooks the campus, the city. Two bars. Yeah, I did say two bars. Did you say that? Oh, I did. Uh Okay. I was thinking about what I was going to say next. So go on. That's okay. (laughs) That's what you do. Uh, And then he took us to our room. I definitely needed an engineer to tell me how to maneuver this room. It was so high tech. That is what I'm getting at. The room was phenomenal. They greeted you with a charcuterie board. They did. A beautiful handwritten note, which again, I thought was just for me. It was not. They do Uh that for all the guests there. Uh Uh-huh. All of this is so disappointing. Okay. But they do have something that I've never seen in a hotel room. They have an honor bar system. We are talking not the mini alcohols, not those. They're full-size alcohol bottles. Everything, everything, like whatever you drink, bourbon, rum, gin, vodka, like I don't know, everything. They have fresh uh, fruit there, meaning like the limes, the lemons. They have a shaker. They have all the bar. They had mixers in the fr- in the refrigerator. They had they had mixers. It yeah. was and so then there's a little sign that says just tell us how many drinks you had, and it's on an honor system. I was like, okay, only in the south because yeah. if we were in LA, all those bottles would have been stolen. Mm-hmm. Okay, all the all the um, what do you call those in- those things that you use like. For like when you're like drumsticks. A, no, that's when, a motion you're making. No, when you're making and you're cutting fruit, all those bar, those like forks, knives, but what is those bar things called? Utensils. Yes. Okay. <laughs> the bar utensils would be in someone's purse if we were in LA. The shaker was this copper, beautiful shaker that'd been gone. So yep. I'm like, we're we're definitely this is Southern hospitality at its finest. Uh, and it's the Southern hospitality is universal. It wasn't just dedicated to Denise and James. Okay, so hold on. Let me just ask you. Okay. Did you know that Kevin did you think Kevin was just for us? Let's just be honest. Honestly. I think Kevin was assigned to us, yeah, but I think I just didn't know how we would else. Yeah, you need somebody to get up the elevator, honey. So disappointed. It's like I really thought Kevin was just for us. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry to burst your bubble. This is like going way off track. Okay, let's go. So uh, uh, so we actually did try dessert that night. We went to the dessert presentation. Because we had already eaten at the Hound and we were stuffed. Yeah. Okay, uh, but here's how, here's how non, here's how non, what's the word? Not bougie, because we just learned that that's so outdated. This is how non- yeah, Amy, fancy. Amy says not to use the word bougie anymore. Yeah, so we're not using it. This is how no. non-fancy we are. I actually thought they charged you for each presentation. <laughs> like the only thing I knew was that the dessert uh, was probably included with the room. So we went up there and I was I was 
still, I brought my credit card with me because I thought, well, maybe. Yeah, I mean, we you're in a really pay. nice place. Of yeah. course, you expect to right. have to so pay I thought, for your maybe meals. Maybe we'll have to pay. I had a feeling the presentation for dessert was probably included in the room. They had a few items out. Wasn't really sure. They told us, oh, it's complimentary this evening. Yeah. Uh, so continue. Because uh, this is going to go into breakfast where, again, I brought my credit card. Right. <laughs> so all the presentations are included in your rate. And that is because of the fact that it is a practical hotel in terms of how I believe it's the RAIN, R-A-N-E, School of Culinary Arts here is integrated into yes. the system there. So uh, these kids, they're being trained to make the best food possible Somebody has to eat this stuff. It's true. Some of the things that they're training these kids to pump out. I mean, it's it's pretty impressive. Yeah. So um, Todd was cool it's- enough to show us through the entire place. And you'll be able to see that in his Ask a Local clip when it drops. Yeah. And everyone on this campus, everyone at this hotel really takes time to tell you where to go. Go yeah. visit here. Go visit there. And so it's like they really promote other businesses. I mean, they really do. They want everyone to make money, thrive, and share share the love. I mean, there's no other way to put it. Yeah. And speaking of thrive, that is the name of their brand of coffee, their coffee roaster here in this uh, vicinity. But there's another one uh, down the street called Well Read. Okay. Uh, I went there the one morning while you were getting ready. It's more of a library you can walk in, oh, there cool. are books and everything. And I guess they have wine tastings at night or whatever. It was a little early for that at the time I was there, uh, but they had a killer Americano. I would definitely recommend going there and chilling out and having that place. I had the opportunity to walk around that sort of off-campus area. There are a lot of condos that Amy was talking about uh, that are built sort of for student housing. Again, but it seems like parents are scooping those up for themselves. They really are. Uh, the The game day property okay. is a big thing here. We so, did not. I don't even know what that was. She, I said, "What are you talking about?" Amy explained it to us. And now that we've been here, we kind of have a feel for it. So why don't you tell everyone what game day property is? Game day property is for basically rich people who want a place to stay when they come to see the games. But how many games are there in a season? Eight, unless you're doing basketball. So and you're then, buying a so condo. So eight home football games. You're buying a condo Yeah. for just eight games. For and little a, Timmy, yeah. No, um, not for little you, Timmy. It's for you to come and watch the games. For you to come and watch the games. And I think they, not all of them, but some people rent them out occasionally throughout the year. She said they She said they. I know. Empty. There are people that just just purchase the property so they have a place to come and stay when they're going to see the games. Isn't that crazy? That's awesome. Like <laughs> to achieve that level of success where you could have a game day house. Are you kidding okay, me? Okay. So this brings me to Southern Wealth. Yeah. Like Southern Wealth is crazy. Like I'm not going to lie. In the North, we're flashy. Like we will show up with the Range Rovers. We will show up with Louis Vuitton bags. I mean, um, Southern Wealth, they don't act like that. Like uh, Southern Wealth can show up in, I don't know, just like a little caddy maybe with their Target bag, but they're bouncing on millions. Southern Wealth doesn't play. Like we pull up... In our Subaru with yep. the luggage rack on top, all of our crap, and they still made us feel like we pulled up in a G wagon because yep. here you don't know what people have. People are not showy, and when you hear about game day property, yeah, if that isn't Southern wealth, nothing is. Like I'm just gonna buy a condo that's five hundred thousand dollars to watch eight games of football. 
a season. Yep. So we have a place to crash after beers and and going to see the game. Yeah, that's crazy. That's that's pretty. It's pretty great. Okay. I think I think uh, the game day property is sort of you know uh, what are those things called your mood boards or whatever they're called like on Pinterest. <laughs> like I'm going to yes. start a Pinterest. I've, I've never what? been on Pinterest, but now that I've heard of game day houses, I'm actually going to start you- a Pinterest profile and just search for game day houses. So different states that have the wealth to buy just game day houses. You're going to make a Pinterest board. Just, yeah, of, of rich people who have game day houses. It's I think it's just going to be like a motivational tactic for myself. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. Okay. Yeah. I'm just kidding. I'm not going to join Pinterest, but uh, the game day property does sound pretty dope. Um, in addition to the wealth the South has that isn't showy and it's so refreshing to not see, uh, is uh, their attire. Everyone here has a sense of self. They all dress nice. I have seen some of the nicest jackets. Like, I don't know, like they're blazers, but they wear them with jeans. And I learned from James that everyone tucks in. Like, I didn't even realize it until he said it. Yeah, I realized within the first... 18 hours of being here that I, I needed to start tucking in my shirt coming from the West coast oh, no or being tucks. in Florida or, you know, uh, no. Mexico or wherever nobody tucks here. It's like the tucked in shirt is a thing. And the I, belt, like men wear really nice belts. I've noticed that really nice shoes, shoes. really like you, oh, I haven't seen one pair of new balance yeah. anywhere. Like everyone has a sense of self and that is so refreshing. I just have to tell you because it just means that they take pride in who they are. Yeah. And that's the truth. Like when you when you take pride in your appearance and you you take an extra 5 minutes to put on a nice shirt or an extra 5 minutes to iron those pants. Um it also says you take pride in your house, you take pride in your car, you take pride in your career, like how your children behave. Yes. Yeah. They're in, in here. They don't play like the no, men are dressed play. really nice. <laughs> like Todd, we'll show you footage when we, when we go to Todd's ask a local episode, oh, yeah. uh, you'll, you will see how dapper this gentleman is dressed. Yep. For yeah. sure. And that's his every, he, he's not going to a special event. He's not going to like no. a, a wedding shower or a wedding or a reception somewhere. He's dressed like this every day for work. And, and, but he is just reflective of a lot of yeah. people we've seen on the street, walk on the street, just really dressed nice. Yeah. It would be easy as a hotelier to, uh, is that the word hotelier? Oh, I think that might be. I did. I said, I put a little French spin on it. Yeah, you did. Hotelier. Yeah. Uh, it'd be easy to just dress in a black jacket with gray pants and black shoes he did not and do that. a red tie. His, his outfits are, are top notch, yeah. but anyway, and, th- and that's the case with a lot of the people, male, female, what have you, uh, yeah. around here that we found. It so. kind of, it, it reminds me of Seattle. Remember how everyone in Seattle was dressed really cool and hip and yeah. just took Edgy. pride. Yeah. Uh, it reminds me of that. With a Southern flair, obviously. Like yeah. we're talking, you know, more conservative, but really take pride in what they wear. Yeah. I love it. 
All right, guys. So we just wanted to take a quick break and give a shout out to one of our listeners. Natalia Arango. Natalia, thank you so much for all of your messages on Instagram. You continue to follow us every week and I love hearing your input. Uh, It's always so much fun interacting with you and you're a busy mom. So thank you for taking the time to still follow our adventures. We love having you uh, with us. Thank you, Natalia. We appreciate you and everybody else who jumps on board the Skip Town train to interact with us and engage with us on social media. Now, back to the show. Okay, so let's talk real quick about football here in the South. The Southeastern Conference, it's a thing. It's It's a religion, okay? So I just want to, before I go too deep, into just football specifically. Let's I'm talk about fall asleep, but go ahead. Let's talk about some notable alumni who have graduated from Auburn University. This will be yeah. I, you you tell me because I've only heard one person so far. Well, no, I've actually Who's heard that? two. I've heard two. Oh, if I hear the name Charles Barkley one more time, uh, okay, everyone. Charles it's like our Chicago Michael Jordan. I, I, I know. I actually have a photo <laughs> that I took in front of the Auburn University Neville Arena where the basketball team plays, there's a Charles Barkley statue outside. I took a photo with it. Okay, so I've heard of two celebrities, Charles Barkley, and then the other one I heard was Lionel Richie. So I don't know who Lionel you Richie. know but outside of those two, but uh, those are the two I heard that frequent here. Or Does Charles Barkley live here? Uh, I don't know if Charles Barkley... I mean, presumably he has family in this okay. area, I would okay. imagine. He's from Alabama. I think Leeds, Alabama. Oh. I don't know where Leeds, Alabama is, but, okay. but he's from, you know, he's from, he's from the AL. All right. So here we go. Uh, Cam Newton okay. is an NFL player. He used to play mostly for the Carolina Panthers. He's still in the league, uh, but uh, he was, he's, he's like a national treasure around here okay. because he led the Auburn University football team in 2010 to a national title. Okay. Another one that we have talked about in previous episodes, Jimmy Buffett graduated oh, from- uh, Really? Yeah, Auburn University. Okay. Uh, we also have Tim Cook, the CEO of Apple. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. I did not Jimmy know Jimmy Wales. Do you know who Jimmy Wales no is? No idea. You actually do. He is the founder of Wikipedia, a little website called <laughs> Wikipedia. How did I not know that? I'm at Wikipedia all the time. Went to Auburn University. Actress Octavia Spencer. Okay. Did not know that. Yep. And 2020 Olympics champion Sunisa Lee, the gymnast. We talked with Amy okay. and we'll explore that more in her episode about how big gymnastics are here in Thank Auburn. Thank you for reminding me of her because yeah. uh, you're right. Amy did mention her and I was like, oh, okay. And then uh, among others, there's Bo Jackson and there, I mean, there are way more Bo athletes. Bo Jackson's from Alabama? Bo Jackson is from Alabama. Oh, okay. Bo- That's a really big notable one. Like yeah. as big as Charles Barkley. Yeah. What was the slogan with him and Nike? Oh. Uh, Oh, I don't know. Bo knows best or something. Bo knows best. I think that's what it is. It wasn't Bo Bo does best. Bo knows best. Bo does best. Do you want me to look it up? Sure. Go ahead. I'm going to, while you're doing that, I'm going to get into the football program. Number one, the University of Alabama and Auburn University have historically been rivals. Now, in later times, Auburn University has not been quite as successful in football. I know people from LSU hate Alabama and vice versa. Uh, Nick Saban was a coach for both teams, and now he's with Alabama, has done strikingly well, obviously, winning a bunch of national championships. But there's still no love loss, really, on the football field between the University of Alabama and Auburn. Well, 
In 2009, what do you got? Oh, Bono's football. Bono's football. Bono's baseball. Bono's, yeah. Yeah, Bono's. Um, Okay, so uh, in 2009, I believe it was 2009, the University of Alabama one, go ahead, break it out. You want to record? Well, I wanted to record people walking in while you're while you're recording. while I'm rambling about football. Kind of, and you're yeah. Okay. Uh huh. Um, Where you put me to sleep? Go ahead. <laughs> so I am now What's up? recording James. We are in the heyday market. People are starting to walk in because it's open while we are podcasting. So anyway, traditionally, every time Auburn wins a big game. Uh-huh. The students will bring a roll, like if they think they're going to win a big game, uh-huh. they will bring a roll of toilet paper with them to the game. And afterward, immediately, everybody descends on the lawn and they call it rolling the trees. You and I, coming from different areas of the country, would more colloquially, colloquially call it TPing. They, oh, so TP they TP the trees. As in celebration for their they win. They TP their own trees on the front lawn of their campus because it's a huge deal that they won whatever game it is. And it's it on in. the main drag. And it's like it's iconic. Right at the, it's right near Toomer's Corner. It. It's right there. So if you were to go out there now, uh, you would see signs up around some of the trees that say, do not roll. Please do not roll. And the reason for that is those trees had to be replanted because- In 2009, the University of Alabama won the national title. In 2010, Auburn won the national title. Somewhere in the middle of all that, there was a gentleman in one of the outlying areas, Dadeville, who called the Paul Feinbaum Show, which is a reputed Alabama radio show. Like, If you like Alabama football, you know the Paul Feinbaum radio show, right? He calls in and he says this. Al is in Dadeville, Alabama. Hey, Al. Hey, Paul. How you doing? Well, thanks. Okay. The weekend after the Iron Bowl, I went to Auburn, Alabama, because I live 30 miles away, sure. and I poisoned the two tumors trees. <laughs> okay. Well, that's fair. I put Spike 80 DLF in them. Did they die? Do what? Did they die? They're not dead yet, but they, 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 will they, they definitely will die. Is that against the, the, the law to poison a tree? Well, do you think I care? No. Okay, I really don't. Okay. Roll down tide. This guy, Al from Dadeville, did what exactly what he said he was going to do. He poisoned the original trees that were on the front lawn. That's horrible. Yeah. He was a huge Alabama fan. In fact, his name isn't even Al from Dadeville. His name is actually Harvey Updike Jr. And... The police were able to trace the call back to Harvey's home phone. And Harvey actually ended up doing some time and paying a pretty stiff fine for killing those trees. Uh, This is the type of person we're talking about, though. He named his daughter Crimson Tide Updike. Oh, God. He named his son. He should be in jail. He named his son Bear Bryant Updike. After the legendary okay, coach of the Alabama football I know, team, that's so that's that's child abuse. And he is quoted as saying, "I just wanted Auburn fans to suffer." And Harvey ended up. Harvey has passed away. He passed away in 2020 at the age of 71. So do the math. He was 61 years old when he poisoned these trees. He's a grandpa, isn't he? A little past the curve, right? To be out poisoning trees on a college campus. Yeah. But here's the better part. The best part of all, Harvey's not even from Alabama. 
Harvey didn't go to the University of Alabama. Harvey was a retired Texas state trooper. Oh God, he was in law enforcement and he did that? Yep. That's terrible. And he actually is quoted as saying, I thought it'd be a $500, $800 fine and I was good with it. I was willing to pay it. What oh, he, he's crazy. Okay, so he was just, he was a crazy person. The school threw all of their legal might against him. And uh, he they, killed their iconic, they ki- like it's my, killed you, might the trees. Well deface, uh, you might as well deface a yeah. statue on the property. Totally. They killed the trees, but they also rung him up on like environmental hazard charges. Nice. How all many these years things. did he get? Uh, I think he was originally given like five or eight years, something like that. He, I don't know how, how okay. he did the okay. time. He okay. did whatever the time he was probably released on good oh. behavior at some point. I'm sure those inmates love yeah. having a police officer in there with them. I'm sure they did. And uh-huh. he was worried about that when he was going to jail. He He's also quoted as saying that. But uh, so strange. What a sickness, right? And To be that crazy over a team. But yeah. I don't know. People, yeah, people are just weird. People are weird. And so uh, anyway, I thought that was an interesting tidbit. Oh, that's crazy. All that to say, wow. I know this stuff because of the impact that the Auburn University football program has, again, going back to sports and everything. Like the basketball team is really good. They were in the uh, final four back in 2019. It's uh, It really is a situation where the people come out here on weekends or weeknights or whatever it is to see the games, the gymnastics, the basketball, yes. all that, which speaks to, I guess it's time to reveal my spoiler alert. Oh, okay. I could live here. Oh, I ah. know why I could live here. Why? This reminds me of how I love the lifeblood of this community in both the people who live here in the outlying areas like Opelika that we visited. Uh It's a train town. One hand washes the other here. Auburn and Opelika seem to get along. I have yet to hear somebody say, oh, don't go to Opelika or, oh, Auburn, those people over there are highfalutin. There's none of that. Um, It really is a situation where I feel like uh, both communities have worked in sync with one another. Like Opelika is an old railroad town. Mm-hmm. And you can see the train tracks. You and I were in the downtown area. We had some favorite spots there. Everybody here really does feel a sense of community in this part of Alabama. And I love the fact that like you would get at uh, University of Utah and Salt Lake City, really love each other. Uh, Knoxville, Tennessee, the University of Tennessee, love each other. Like all these communities, Boise, Boise State. It's not like this though. I have to say, like we've been to Boise. Our daughter went there. I would say Boise's on par with um, Auburn, except Boise is actually a little bit, their downtown is actually larger um, by, I would say maybe four blocks. Okay. We've been there for four years. It's different here. Same as Salt Lake. Salt Lake City is bigger. That is truly a city. Um, The university is a big part of it, but Salt Lake is, it stands Salt alone. Salt Lake has its own thing. It stands alone. So that's a little different. Um, Auburn is something, something special with the way the university and the community meet yeah. and how businesses are done. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I have, I have, I have a thought on that. Um, I don't know after going to Opelika if I could live in Auburn because the truth is, I really like Opelika. You like Opelika. I liked it better than Auburn, only because I like more of a downtown area. Yeah. And Opelika had a larger downtown by three blocks. Maybe I know three blocks doesn't make a difference. It kind of does. It It felt larger. It felt, it did. And so for me, I felt like if I had to choose between the two, 
oh, I would pick Opelika, which is so funny because everyone says Auburn, but the love you feel in Opelika makes you feel like you're in Auburn. Honestly, like I didn't, yeah. I didn't feel like I was so outside of Auburn and it's only 15 minutes. I mean, the car ride is very, very fast. Everybody was really nice there. I loved uh, it. There was a cool pinball place we went. Uh, Ernie yep. runs this place called Rock and Roll Pinball. Rock and Roll Pinball. Yep. And Ernie has a little bar in the back. He does. It's like a little secret. The jailhouse. Yeah, little secret bar, although it's not a secret. And he has a liquor license. It's just, it looks like a fort. Yeah. <laughs> but he like, does like, it's a music venue yep. slash bar. Has slash, open mic. Yeah. yeah. It's It was really cool. And Opelika was recommended by Amy. Uh-huh. And um, so we thought, we'll check it out. She said, it's more of an artsy community and it's only 15 minutes outside of Auburn. You should check it out. We did. And she was right. It was very artsy. Uh, I loved it. I I don't know. I always love that downtown homey feel. And even though Auburn has it, put it this way. Opal like it has it more. And that's why I liked it. Uh, no, I get it uh, for sure. Remember in Savannah, there was a bakery that sort of supplied everybody. There's yeah. one here called T- Cake A Texture. <laughs> yeah. Cake A Texture. Yeah. I, I can't even say it right. Like architecture, cake architecture. Uh-huh. Um, They're located Opelika. Yeah. You were out shopping. I forget what you were doing, but I actually snuck in there and I snuck a cake pop. And you didn't get me one? I knew you were trying what? to be good. Oh, um, what sorry. flavor? It was uh, it was red velvet. Stop it! You that don't even crazy. like red velvet. I don't, but it what looked really hell? good. I was just asking questions, and oh, the I'm next gonna, thing you know, okay. I was like, "I'll take okay. a cake pop." But I had finished it by the time I met up with you. So sneaky person. Was mm-hmm. it good? Who's a sneak? You were off shopping, and you said, "Oh my gosh!" When I opened the door <laughs> to the shop, your back was to me, and you said to the cashier, "Is that a man coming in right now?" <laughs> <laughs> and she said it is. And I go, uh-huh. Yeah. So the door I had used- a little bell on it. And the both girls at the register looked up and I didn't even turn my head. And I looked right at them. I go, is that a guy? And they go, yep. And mm-hmm. I go, oh, like that. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> and I knew right away I was here too late. So uh, yeah, my little uh, $3 cake pop or whatever it was. Was it delicious? It was good. It was very good. Oh, I mean, you know. So mad at you. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, so uh, yeah. So I, I, to not spoil your spoiler- but I've got one of my own. What's that? I would like Opelika. I, okay. I, I could live in Opelika. Um, the downside, honestly, for all of this is just that there isn't a lot of space. And that's really just the downside. And it's kind of, it is disappointing. So I feel like if we want to do something like Auburn, we'd have to move, um, obviously, a little further out. We even talked about the equestrian center area where that was located, maybe look somewhere over yeah. there because that woman owned acres and acres. And it seemed there were a lot of houses around there that also had that type of land. Bigger plots. Yeah. Uh, but you know, Amy made no bones about it that there just isn't the space anymore because yeah. Auburn has gotten so popular. Okay. So should we do our top five? Yeah, we should five? definitely do our top five. Okay. Do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? I'll start because mine are pretty easy. And I think for the first time, it's all people rather than places. Makes so, sense. We're in Auburn. It's yeah, all about the it hospitality kind of does. and the people. Um, yeah, that makes total sense. Please do not steal my top five, but go ahead. I'm probably going to steal a bunch of them. <sighs> uh, I would say Todd as our host and our tour guide throughout this entire uh, visit that we've been here. Always there to point us in a direction, always there to make sure we have food in front of our faces. Yeah, pretty uh, incredible. Killer accommodations. 
And that leads me to my number two, which is Todd's entire staff. Anybody that we've come into contact with, we spent a lot of time with Benjamin, who was our bellhop multiple uh-huh. times and our valet. Uh, Kevin, as you mentioned. Uh-huh. Uh, then we have Emma at the front desk. Yep. We had Megan. Megan at as, the restaurant. Uh-huh. And um, I, I think- Several other. Yes. I mean, I, there are a lot of names. Yeah. I can't remember them all, but uh, every- kid that we came into contact here was great. Uh, a third one for me is Ernie, who we met yesterday. <laughs> I loved Ernie. He, I loved him drag. Like I, I, it's weird. It's like, there's this sort of like, remember when we talked in Dubai where they were leading me down back alleys yes. and stuff yes. like that into stores and how it was just like added to the experience of yes. being there. The minute Ernie said, no, you got to come back to the jailhouse. Come on, I'll make you a drink or whatever. I was like, oh my God. And we, he like led us through these hallways. Yeah, to and get we're going to, the to literally the, the back alley. Ernie like, was where a are bomb. We? Yeah. He's a super nice guy. I can't wait to yeah, see him again the pinball, next time we're here. Uh, rock and roll pinball. Rock and, and roll um, pinball. Opelika. Opelika, yeah. I guess it's my fourth one now is uh, all the girls, everybody, all the horse trainers and everything at Silver Lining uh, Equestrian yeah. Center. Those, those, those young ladies were so sweet, so nice. Owner Stephanie, great. And then uh, my last and final thing is everywhere you go, they, uh, my top five is they preach family, family, family. Everywhere yeah. you go, uh, we're so jaded and we could be perceived as LA a-holes and they loved us. They yeah, treated us with love and mm-hmm. it's, I'd like to think that we're not LA a-holes and we treat people as they treat us. It was easy to fall in love with every person here. Yeah. In it this was town. pretty incredible. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Those are some good top fives and they all hit right on the mark. Yeah. And I might as well do my bottom five right now Go because right I only have one. Oh. And that is uh, the houses are just a little stacked on top of each other. in some of these uh, communities, these developers are putting together, you know, it's like bang, bang, bang. They're just punching them out with stamps. Uh, for me, I think some of those uh, developments and communities are a little too tight for me. I could be talked into moving to Opelika with you. Oh, look at you. Get ourselves a nice Victorian house. Okay. All right, go ahead. You hit us with yours. All right, my top five. Okay, so my top five. Uh, I keep hitting my face on this microphone. Do you notice that? I'm not hearing it, so just stop. We're toward the end, so (laughs) all right. I think it's about time I do stop it. Uh, Okay, the Laurel Hotel and Spa. Uh, this whole experience has been phenomenal, even though I thought it was personally designed for me. <laughs> I still will make it my number one, even though everyone else gets to experience what I experienced and it was not just personalized. Um, how can you go wrong here with this place? It's true. I would say I would add to that one thing that we hadn't really said at Is any point. Is this your top five? To, I know, but I just want to add. <laughs> The thing about the, these hotels in this area at large is it's classy, but it's not stuffy. No, not at all. Everybody is yeah. so friendly, outgoing. Uh-huh. We saw a couple of drunk people who were really well-dressed, uh-huh. you know, yeah. and it's like everybody's just kind of letting it all hang out and they are themselves. So anyway, I just want to say, even though you come to Laurel, don't expect to be, you know, it's not like stiff upper lip not kind of place. Oh my God. We pulled up in a Subaru with a luggage rack strapped down <laughs> with bungee cords and they made us feel like we pulled up. They weren't up. bungee cords, but- they were bungee cords. They were legit the straps that came okay, with the, whatever. With the car. It's a okay. it's a Thule cargo bag. It's it's a good bag. But they treated us like we didn't pull up in a Subaru with a luggage rack on top. Fair enough. <laughs> so pull up in your Camry. Okay, pull up in your yeah. Honda. Like they'll make you feel special. They they'll don't, still they, park it for you. Yeah, they are not 
uptight northerners from LA who are like, uh-huh. What, yeah. what did you People just People who pull? aren't even from LA. Oh in my LA. god. Yeah, exactly. Um my second uh is Amy. Amy yeah. Cotney was amazing. Uh gracious, had us in her house, uh, gave us so much information about Auburn real estate, uh, some great recommendations. Uh, number three for me was the um, horses. How could I go wrong with the horses? I mean, I was scared to death, but they put me at ease. So Silver Lining Equestrian Center, I would say come visit. If you're here, support a local and they're fantastic. You're going to meet all locals there. I mean, not born and raised there, but all people who've come from other yep. places and love Auburn. Uh, number, my number four. I don't know. I think you skipped one. Are you thinking? No, you added, I did. I think you added one. I, I think did. you rewound the timer. Stop it. You rolled back not. the odometer on one I of yours. I did Laurel. I did Amy. I did the equestrian okay. center. Okay. So, uh, number four for me is, uh, the people of Auburn. I mean, they really shouldn't be number four. They should be number one, they but, should. um, I, I, they're, they're just, they're amazing. I love number five. Cause I brought this up on the podcast. I just love how everyone just dresses so darn cute. I love that. I love yeah. walking into a city and everyone takes pride in who they are and what they, what they look like. And for me, I was like, oh my gosh, it's just so cute. Uh, my downside, the only thing honestly would be, I guess I'd have to steal yours is when we were driving around, I did say this to James, I just don't understand why developers have to build these beautiful houses and put them right on top of each other. Yeah. I understand. I understand the logistics money-wise why they do it, but doggone it, it really does take away the beauty of the homes that they're building yeah. because they're just, you have like no yard. They're all smacked together. That was for me was just a bummer. I felt like it took away the charm of this town. This is tough. This is a place yeah. that we both love. It would be finding the right house for the right price. For sure. And, um, and it's got to be within driving distance of the three-story target that everybody keeps talking about. <laughs> the three-story target's a really big deal here. It's a big talking Some point. people like it. Some people don't. So in our Ask a Local episodes that you're going to see on our YouTube, because we're going to drop them. We spoke to quite a few here. Mm -hmm. the, over, the overlying theme is this. If you are an... OFA, which is originally from Auburn, yeah, you're not happy with the growth. They think it's a lot bigger than it needs to be. Whereas I think a lot of people coming in from the other areas are sort of more of the mindset where this place hasn't exploded like some other towns or I cities do, in the I United States. I do have States. to say there are more people than there are downtown area. I have to say that yeah. because the downtown area is like really only three blocks and there are so many people moving yeah. here. I was walking around there thinking, oh my gosh, I could open up this, I could open up that. Like there's yeah. so much you could still do here. All right, well, that's going to do it for this week. Uh, we are so excited that we stopped off in Auburn. This is insane. We could both live here. It was a very fruitful trip. It uh, was. I'm excited to come back. I think we made actual friends here. I did too. And we've been doing that a lot lately. So like Savannah was very successful as well. It was. Um, Savannah, Auburn, I don't know. Uh, we'll, TB, TBD, I guess. Well, you're just making friends everywhere, aren't you? Uh, you know me. <laughs> oh my gosh. Empty nest, full tank. See you guys next week. From Laurel, Mississippi. Here we come. Woo woo. Check the mic and make sure it sounds right, boys.